I'm Molly. And I'm Jamie, and this is our From the Pasture with Hired Hand podcast. As the owners of Hired Hand website software, we've been developing websites and creating internet marketing strategies for livestock breeders for the past 10 years. The majority of our customers are involved in the breeding of registered animals, such as Texas longhorns, Highland cattle, horses, and white-tailed deer, where the pedigrees are very important. The From the Pasture with Hired Hand podcast examines many of the differences in raising pedigreed livestock for maximum profit. Join us and learn what we're covering today. So today we have two people joining us that met in the spring of 2013. Uh, How their friendship started is that one of them bought a cow for 2,000 and then traded that cow back to the other who turned around and sold her for 21,000. They say, if that's not what friends are for, then who knows? Uh, Both of their families have been involved in cattle for many generations. Um, Their grandfathers are arguably the main influence in their lives, and they both um, love hunting. Should we bring them in? Let's do it. So welcome, Barry and Chase. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having us. So can you tell us the date and location for your sale? We're April 16th and 17th back in Culpeper, Virginia. at the Culpeper Ag Enterprise. Really, really cool sale facility. Um, a lot of cool stuff to do in Culpeper. So we're excited to be back. Nice, and the sale schedule this year? Uh, we have the Futurity on Friday. It's gonna be Friday at noon. Um, following the Futurity, we have a, a, like 120 uh, entries in there. Following the Futurity, uh, 6 p.m. will be the party at Ann's house. And then uh, Saturday at 11 a.m. is when the sale kicks off. 11 a.m. Central Time. I'm sorry, Eastern Time, correct? Right. Yes, yep. yes. So that's 10, 10 o'clock Central uh, for those of, for those who will be online. And the sale host this year, it's changed a little bit from previous years. Yes, yeah, this is actually our, the second Cherry Blossom we'll be having under the Longhorn Legacy Group. Um, you know, last year we did it in June due to covid uh, we had to move a few dates around, so we're back on the original Cherry Blossom weekend. I think, was it fair, like 20-something years in a row? Man, so it's changed It's changed names over the times. Um, when the TLMA took it over, uh, they named it the Cherry Blossom Sale. And that was like 2006. Um, prior to that, it was the Gravit Babington Sale. Uh but there's was, there was actually a gap in between the Cherry Blossom and the Grab Avenue sale. They took a, a year or two off from having Longhorn auctions on the East Coast. And uh, it was kind of like, I guess during that time, uh, obviously sales are a lot of work. Um, the sale wasn't getting the quality animals, I guess, that they wanted to. And, you know, with, with what they figured was, uh, you know, people were, were heading out west to consign to, you know, bigger, better sales in their mind. So uh, they just kind of closed up shop. And uh, I think uh, the East Coast market kind of panicked a little bit, you know, realizing what they had in their backyard and uh, not really supporting it. So uh, it kind of came back with a vengeance um, when the TLMA took it over uh, in 2000. I think it was like 2006, 2007. Um, yeah, but then prior to that, it was the Gravit Babington sale. And then prior to that, it was the uh, Gravit Babington Leonard sale. So that was with Paul Babington, the late Paul Babington, the late Tyson Leonard. And uh, their first sale was in 1991 uh, in Harrisonburg, Virginia. So it's been going, what's this, 30 years? Yeah, but so, yeah, this will be, you know, the, I guess fourth or fifth 
group under it. But yeah, the Longhorn Legacy Group, who we do the Legacy Sale, the Cherry Blossom, and the Midwest Sale. But they're they're excited to excited to have it and host it again. So who makes up the Longhorn Legacy Group? Uh, the Longhorn Legacy Group is Lane Craft, Ann Gravett, Bear Davidson, Mike Casey, and Debbie Bowman. Um, great, great group of people. And their motto is they just want to have fun at sales and promote these cattle. So um, really, really fun group to work for. And um, yeah, they've, they've got a lot of, lot of big plans in the future. And um, they're just an awesome, fun group. And so with this being the second year that the group has hosted the sale, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about each of the roles that you play in preparing and on sale day and um, just how it all works? Yeah, yeah. Well, this this being, you know, on the East Coast, that's, you know, the sale barn is, I think, about 20 minutes from from G&G where Bear and Ann are. Um, so they're they're kind of our boots on the ground until I get up there. Um you know, and and obviously hosts the party and, and help organizes all that. Um, Bears working on the futurity and coordinating with animals and helping with the you know the cataloging consignments there with with the connections he has. Um, Mike and Ann and Debbie they they support the sale um, through consigning, purchasing, and trying to get them all up there. Um, but it's it's a little it's a little tough with travel and being so close to uh, Easter, but. Um, and then myself, I, I help with the day-to-day -day stuff at the sale. Um, actually, now on my way up through Kentucky to the sale, hauling cattle, and um, it's it's just a big big group effort, and, and I think it produces successful and fun sales. So, how many years have you had a futurity with the sale? Uh, we started doing it in I think it was actually. Let me see as we're working on that stuff now. About four years ago. Yeah, it was even. I think it was like 2016 is when we started. So this will be the fifth year, and uh, yeah, 2016. So you know, the Millennium Fraternity was started in the same sale barn, um, and in 2000 and I want to say or yeah, 2011 we started doing um, kind of a fall fraternity. We just called it the BG Fraternity, and. Um, uh, it just grew from there. I think like the first time we had like 15 cows or something like that and, and just something to do kind of on a fall roundup, uh, kind of a social thing we had going on. And uh, that grew into the East Coast Classic sale in September. But um, we just see a lot of value in having fraternities that can be in conjunction with sales. Um, number one, you know, people are coming anyway. So for folks who aren't coming uh, or who don't have cattle consigned, it's something to participate in as well and promote their programs. Um, you know, it gets more trailers there, it gets more butts in the seats. And, you know, going back to what Chase said about the Longhorn Legacy Group, with everybody wanting to have fun, um, the more people that are there and the more people that can experience it, the, you know, the more fun we're going to have. So, um, you know, Friday night, you know, we're still in the plans for, for trying to figure out the dinner stuff and preparing for 150 people there Friday night uh, at Ann's house. Um, and this is something they've been doing you know, for 30 years. And, uh, we actually used to do this, the sale party on Saturday night after the sale. And, uh, I guess it, it was when the TLMA took it over, uh, in the mid two thousands that they, they moved it to Friday night, but, uh, we'll have a good Friday night. We'll present the fraternity awards there. Um, 
we'll give out probably around 25,000. It's consistently 25,000 every year, which kind of trying to figure out how to get over that hump. I'd like to get to 50. So, uh, but we're still trying to figure out those numbers how to make that work. Um, but uh, yeah, this is the fifth year. Nice. So looking back again over the previous years, um, what are the most consignments you've ever had in one sale? Oh Lord, we've, we've been up in the nineties before um, at, at the cherry blossom. And I think, I think with the shift that we've seen, um, you know, there, there's just not a lot of sales that can, that can support the, you know, the hundred lot animal, hundred lot sales anymore. It makes it a little tougher um, on the consigners. So I think we've seen as many as, as close to a hundred and as few as 50. I think, yeah, um, I think we had like 107 one year. Yeah. And that's, that's a long sale. And so, um, you know, we just, it's really as much as the East coast market can bear and the sale barn can bear is, is what we do. And we, we find that magic numbers between 60 and 80 lots. Nice. And the sell highest selling cow you've ever had at a sale? Uh, we've had a few 20, um, 20 thousands. We have, I think one year, was it 42,000 bear was, was the high seller. Who was that? I can't even remember. To uh, be honest with you. I know we've had a flat last year. We did. We had a few 20,000s and um, that lioness cow that Dave Hoving brought in. She was in the upper 30s, I believe. That was in the East Coast Classic, though. See, they're all blending together. Um, yeah, I, I don't. I mean, there's been some some historic cows that have come through here, like, you know, Betty Lamb's um, Lamb Showtime cow. I know we did. Uh, that was back in like 2003 and she sold for 13,000, which at then was, was unheard of for a cow to kind of bring over 10 grand. That's when the, the TLBA really started doing her cash cow numbers and recognizing cows that sold over 10,000. Uh, last year, Jim Atwell put in a 50, 50 daughter that, that brought 20 grand. Um, so uh, we, and we get a good conglomerate of, of consigners, you know, people all the way from new England down to Florida, uh, you know, Texas cattle, Michigan cattle, Wisconsin cattle. So it, it covers a large portion portion of the United States, and uh, it's just fun. You know, it's a testament to the to the culture of the people here on the East Coast. I mean, we don't have a lot of Longhorn events, so everybody comes to like the few that we have, um, and from from hours and days away. Um, there's not a lot of politics. There's never never been a lot of politics. I know right now, like politics are. Are view very few and far between in a longhorn breed, but uh, there's not a lot of politics. Never really has been on the East Coast, uh, just because we're we're so spread out um, and we're just excited to see each other. So uh, it's kind of like the old days. Um, I say that. I mean, there's not a lot of people that remember the old days, but but Molly, you may as a kid, like everybody went to the cow sale, um, you know, and there was because there was just a few of them a year. So uh, East Coast is kind of that same concept. Like everybody just comes to them and and uh, wants to promote and market their cows. Love what you're hearing? Be sure to check out our pickup truck confessions. It's a video series where we hop in the truck or a rental car and interview a variety of breeders about what drives their passion for their livestock, how they got started in the breed of their choice, marketing tips, and more. And now back to the podcast. So looking back again over the years that uh, the sales that you've hosted, whether um, this sale or the East Coast sale, can you tell us one of the funniest mo uh, moments that you remember during a sale? Uh, ooh. <laughs> that's like in the eye of the motor, um, isn't it? Um, 
like like we've had cows i mean it's not funny right like everybody survives but we had people get hooked in like you know in bad spots and you know that's kind of funny in hindsight um you know we had man people it's not funny but like a few years ago sam peckino got hurt and uh we just kind of gave him a hard time because he's as everybody knows sam he he was a cocky little kid um uh very confident of himself and uh he kind of jumped over a gate he he, he would call himself the cattle master right and he kind of jumped over a gate and fell on his hip and was kind of limping around and we were teasing him for you know not rolling like you're supposed to and all that and turns out he had a broken hip um like he hung out for a couple days and the pain was was pretty intolerable for him which is is unheard of for him in hindsight everything was good he's okay um we had a working crew not show up like guys that run the back uh, of the working crew like get their dates mixed up and like not have a working crew like that's always a fun time um <laughs> last year when when chase got pied uh that was pretty good um i still have coconut in my I, ear yeah um say so tyson was always at that i mean brings energy yeah, yeah and we would like tyson would get into betting like so we would do uh, we had Jack Russell Terrier races one year and we Calcutta the, the Jack Russell Terriers racing. And we just basically, it was like a, a line of straw or hay bales lined up and a bicycle wheel with a foxtail on it and a string. And like the guy pedaled the wheel really fast and the foxtail like zipped down this little alleyway. And, um, and the, uh, they let these little Jack Russells out and they'd run at the time. Ben had a Jack Russell named dot dot. And so Jim Curry and my dad were running at Calcutta and, Knowing Ben, if you knew Ben, like that was his dog, he was proud of her. And uh, he paid like an ungodly amount of money for Dot Dot in the Calcutta. Well, when they let the gate open for the Jack Russell's to chase a tail, like Dot Dot didn't know what was going on. She came out like prancing around and hopping around and obviously was dead last, but Ben wasn't going to let anybody else own his dog in the Calcutta. Um, yeah, there's just a lot of old stuff like that. You know, we would do the gambling on who was the highest seller in the sale and we'd take $5 bets. Um, we, we did one on lamb showtime was that two that I mentioned her 2003, uh, and it was a $5 bet and, uh, you know, winner walked away, away with like 500 or 500 bucks. Um, we did that on a cow. I want to say it was like 2012 SH Sundance bunny. And, uh, um, I had the numbers in my pocket and, uh, Ben, she sold for like 12.5 or something. Ben thought he had 12.5. So he bid her up to that number to buy her at 12.5 to win a few hundred bucks. Um, and he didn't, his number was like nine something, but he thought he was at 12.5. So he paid that money to try to win $500. And uh, turns out that the person who won was a, a friend of my sister's who came down, who's never been to a cow sale before and just guessed a random number. Like had no idea what they were doing. Um, you know, there's just been stuff like that, that, people come up with um sean one year had an idea with like a pink sweater we raised 10 grand to try to get me and sean to wear a pink sweater um so it's always been a fun crowd like uh you know people having a good time hanging out everybody hangs out the sale barn everybody goes out to dinner afterwards um it's just a good group of people so one of the things I've enjoyed at the sales I've been at um, are some of the things that you do for the kids in the audience or the kids that are in attendance. Do you guys want to talk a little bit about maybe one or two of those that are memorable? 
uh, gosh, there was one year, I think it was three years ago, and it was just, I mean, dumping rain. And, you know, all the parents are inside the sale barn. We're all talking, having fun. And you know, finally, somebody's like, where are the kids? Well, they, they found this little wagon, and we're pushing <laughs> Nancy, each other Nancy down Dunn's the little hill. Wagon. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, these kids come in, I mean, ringing wet, covered in mud. Um, and so kind of the rule there with the kids is as long as they don't get out on the highway, um, it's good. But you'll have, you know, a 70-year-old little ringleader running around with all these toddlers, and they're climbing gates, having fun. And, um, you know, it's that, that's always a blast. There's like a million – when we're done, so we clean up Saturday afterwards, Sunday after sale, there's like a million half-drank sodas. So as you guys with kids know, like they like to crack one open, like blow, blow the froth off the top of it, take a sip and put it down and leave it. Um, so, and that was, that's one of the things Ann's always promoted. You know, when, when her kids were little, they all came to the sales, everybody brought their kids, just kind of cut them loose. Um, you know, Mickey Wood used to do his Wildwood sale, his celebration, I think they called it where uh, Miranda Lambert, she was like 16 at the time would sing. And then, she would then have to babysit the kids after she was done singing because they needed a babysitter because everybody was, was hanging out and having a good time. Um, yeah, there's like, they just get into a bunch of mischief and, and, and I shouldn't say that. And it's not in a bad way. Um, you know, Chase brought up, you know, that one time, like we were sitting in the auction block doing a fraternity and uh, the way the sale ring is set up is there's a, a kind of a barn door and or a garage door in the back of it there that you're looking at from the auction block. And, it looked like a cartoon and there was a bunch of kids piled in Nancy Dunn's hay wagon and just, there's a slight grade in a driveway in a parking lot. And they're just come cruising through this, this opening uh, kids hanging off and everything like that. And uh, I'm just, I'm just hoping they don't hit Terry King's new F four fifty F three fifty that he bought King ranch. Like, cause you know, somebody's getting their butts whooped, but yeah, I mean, uh, Augie Wolf comes walking into the sale barn, just like, like he just got out of shower, just water running off of him. And, you know, Angie's trying not to yell at him in front of everybody, but like, what are you doing, Augie? Um, and like, of course, David, Augie's dad is just kind of laughing at the situation. Like, what's he going to do? Um, but uh, and that kind of developed into the weaning pen. We do that for the East Coast uh, as we got a little bit more time for it. But where we just kind of give the kids their own section, have, um, you know, like a snow cone maker and stuff for them, too. But it's important to Ann, especially for the culture on the east coast to, to be a family environment um and you know if if a, a husband doesn't want to go to the cow sale because he's got something going on like the wife will be like well we're going anyway because we want to go and see our friends and, and the kids want to go too so um it's kind of trying to bring back the 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 old school times where you know the group of women would get together and go out and leave the men like they were here just as much to see each other and their own friends as they were to you know to be at a cow sale so um the kids are a big part of that so for those uh who maybe haven't been before it's been a few years um what are some other things that they can do in the area besides the sale like bear said is after after the futurity um and after the sale like everybody sets up and goes out to dinner um, around Culpeper, there's a lot of cool stuff to see. Um, you know, you know, downtown, a lot of good restaurants. And then you're only about 45 minutes south of D.C. But, you know, as Bear said, the fun, the fun's at the sale barn. Um, so we want everybody there. But, you know, there's moonshine tours. There's, 
restaurants. There's all kinds of historical stuff. So um, a, a lot to do throughout the day and, and on your trip up there. Yeah, there are a lot of wineries around. It's big wine country. We're about two hours from D.C. So if you've never been to D.C., it's kind of a cool spectacle. I mean, you got to go once to see a lot of the monuments and the White House and and everything. Um, the cherry blossoms are actually starting to bloom right now. So it's it's pretty good time. Um, excuse me. And then uh, Gettysburg Battlefield, like there's a lot of historic stuff here. Um, you know, Virginia, there's a lot going back to revolutionary times, pre-revolutionary times. Um, James Madison's property is about 20 minutes less than that from from our ranch. Um, there was a Civil War battle right here on the ranch, right on the edge of the ranch property. Uh, Gettysburg, which is an absolutely amazing place. Um, for everybody that's that lives out west and has been to Alamo, like the Gettysburg will blow the Alamo out of the water. Um, it's completely Easy. historical. Yeah, it's completely historical town. Like that, that the whole town engulfs it, um, engulfs the the Civil War aspect of it, and uh, it's it's a it's pretty cool just to kind of see the hollowed ground. Um, Appomattox up in in Maryland. Uh, where John and Christine Talley are, they're a couple hours away. Um, so, there, I mean, there's a lot of revolutionary and, and uh, Civil War type of, of stuff going on in this part of the country, too. So, Is there anything else that you want folks to know about the sale or the weekend that we haven't covered? I'd, I'd say this weekend, I mean, if you're on the edge of coming, make the trip. Um, it's, it's totally worth it. It's going to be a great time. Uh, it is the sale is going to be online through higher hand. We have haulers going back everywhere. So, um, you know, if you have any animals you're interested in, reach out to bear and myself and we can get you videos, photos, um, and, and get your animal back to you. That's, that's the biggest thing. And I think people kind of, kind of balk at a sale that's 20 hours away, but, uh, we got professional haulers and guys who take care of these animals that can, uh, that can get your animals back to you. Yeah, kind of like what Chase said. I mean, um, we've really kind of opened up the logistics of getting cattle back, and uh, it's it's been a, a big deal for us, right? I mean, Chase, what's your what's the hauling fee to get a cow back to Texas? Three hundred and fifty dollars. I mean, you can't you're going to spend that on fuel, not counting your time, you know, to run from Texas to Oklahoma and back. And and Chase and and Dale Metz will both be here with trailers. I mean, no hauling back to Texas for that. So um, that's pretty cheap. Perfect. Well, thanks for joining us today. No problem. Thanks for having Thank us. Thank y'all for having us. We're look, looking forward to seeing y'all and everybody at the Cherry Blossom.